0: up your hearts.
1: Lift them up.
0: Friends, near and far, we welcome you this Sunday to the ordered worship we offer in the nave of Marsh Chapel, Boston University. The liturgy, homily, and music are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation here at 735 Commonwealth Avenue, for our New England radio audience through WBUR 90.9 FM, and for our internet listenership around the globe live at WBUR.org. My name is Robert Allen Hill. As the Dean of Marsh Chapel, I encourage your written or emailed responses, your prayerful and material support, and as the Spirit moves, your presence with us for worship. With joy today, we begin a new semester and a new season. In a way, we all matriculate, and in our worship today, we give thanks For the various persons involved in our emerging ministry at Marsh Chapel. As you discover your sense of place and purpose in shared ministry, we encourage you to name it and claim it. This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, let us stand in the praise of God.
2: in the opening prayer. O God, our guide and guardian, you have led us apart from the busy world into the quiet of your house. Grant us grace to worship you in spirit and in truth to the comfort of our souls and the upbuilding of every good purpose and holy desire through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit. one God, forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated for a time of silent confession during the singing of the Kyrie. If we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Amen. A lesson from Paul's epistle to the Romans, chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law, the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone, the day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh To gratify its desires. The Word of the Lord.
3: Let us say together verses from Psalm 149 with the antiphon. to the Lord a new song, his praise in the assembly of the faithful. Let Israel be glad in its maker. Let the children of Zion rejoice in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing, making melody to him with tambourine and lyre. For the Lord takes pleasure in his people. He adorns the humble with victory. Let the faithful exult in glory. Let them sing for joy on their couches. Let the high praises of God be in their throats, and two-edged swords in their hands, to execute vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters and their nobles with chains of iron, to execute on them the judgment decreed. This is glory for all his faithful ones. Praise the Lord. Gloria Patri, and remain standing for the reading of the Gospel.
4: Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew, chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. Glory Glory to you, you, O Lord. If another member of the church sins against you, go and point out the fault when the two of you are alone. If the member listens to you, you have regained that one. But if you are not listened to, take one or two others along with you Again, truly I tell you, if two of you agree on earth about anything you ask, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven, for where two or three are gathered in my name, I am there among them. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Christ.
0: We move into the unforeseen future with the pull of gravity guiding our feet. Our commonwealth is divine of heaven, as Paul says in the latter part of Philippians, but we also walk along an earthly commonwealth avenue, for some an actual commonwealth avenue, wherein are reminders of women and men who have faced fear with courage, Take, for example, Leif Erickson, our nearby neighbor, and imagine moving across a horizonless sea with sail and wood alone hundreds of years ago. Even Mr. Wesley, in 1735, knew fear aboard ship. As the gale howled, he listened intently to the Moravians and their simple hymn and their solid faith, peace, perfect peace, peace, perfect peace. How was it that Mr. Tindley, you may find his hymns from Tindley Temple in the hymnal about page 520 or so, there are four or five lovely ones from Philadelphia. When the storms of life are raging, stand by me, we see Fear faced with courage at Boston University. A professor stands before 40 eyes in 20 chairs, facing fear with courage. A student carries grammars of ancient and far-flung languages to learn to learn. Administrators make tough, good choices and Parents ascend a set of stairs with arms full of furniture and descend the same set of stairs with eyes full of tears. A familiar focus and location for facing fear is found on Commonwealth Avenue, though you will have to travel just a little bit farther west. You may make your way to the beautiful, capacious, Fitness and Recreation Center. Take a friend. You'll enter, maybe you'll go downstairs. You'll wind your way down the staircase. You'll see there a little desk behind which there are shoes. They look almost like bowling shoes, except they're not. They're smaller, they're lighter. Tim will greet you. He'll find you a pair that fit, and then he will turn you to face the climbing wall. Interpretation is climbing, and climbing is interpretation. We interpret to climb, we climb to interpret. Every interpretation perilous. Will the foot stay on that translation aright? Will the body lean left and right as needed against the facade? Close we are now this fall to Paul's loveliest letter, Philippians, especially will the hands hold on that ledge of meaning, of sense as we move forward. We are here to recite Philippians chapter 1. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints who are at Philippi with the overseers and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God in every remembrance of you always and in every prayer of mine for you all, making my prayer with joy, thankful for your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. And he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day of Christ. It is right that I should feel thus about you, for you are partakers with me of grace, both in my imprisonment and in the defense and proclamation Of the gospel. As God is my witness, I yearn for you with the affection of Jesus Christ. And my prayer is that your love may abound more and more with knowledge and all discernment, that you may approve what is excellent and so be found pure and blameless at the day of Christ, to be filled with the fruits of righteousness which come through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. We have heard a good word about discipline, and we have heard a great word about love, and we are moving forward together to this holy meal to hear something, a word of grace, from an ancient text. These are surprising words. Did you hear how love was determined, defined? Be careful, the ledge is there, hold. These are words we hardly expect to define love and yet here they are. Listen again, here is my prayer that your love may abound more and more with knowledge, and all discernment, that you may approve what is excellent. Love means knowledge, discernment, excellence. Knowledge has, as a word in Greek, a long and lovely history, which which we shan't trace in full today. But suffice to say that for Paul it is crucial to the faith of the gospel, As he called it. You know, we may pause for a moment of refreshment. This is a bit of humor now. I prepare you in advance. Regarding the freshman who asked his senior colleague in the fraternity at the University of Nebraska what the N on the football helmet stood for, and the reply knowledge. (laughs) Knowledge means comprehension, to grasp, to understand it's something learned in life for the Greeks, especially for Plato. It is the preparation, the presupposition of all of the rest of political and social life. In Paul's time, it was changing to collect up Gnosticism. You hear that agnostic gnosis, knowing, that acute Hellenization of Christianity, that pessimistic enthusiasm, which was the culture in which Paul preached. It's like learning something and knowing it this summer. Our neighbor, who had learned to do the breaststroke and the backstroke and the inverted breaststroke and the crawl, asked, can you teach me to do the butterfly? And over time, because she knew it, she learned. it. It's comprehension, grasp, lived existential understanding. What a mighty term. Love, yes, but knowingly. Here's another one. Love, yes, but do it discerningly, with discernment. The first, epigodosi. The second, asestai, a beautiful term. But it's comprehension. Keeps us on the ledge. Watch your foot. It means a kind of perception more a function of the soul than of the mind. In our time, people are fearful at the howling of the television because they sense, we sense, that our mode of discourse is not fit for the fateful hour of history in which we are engaged. Discernment, insight, is a pattern of seeing, of sensing, of being a mighty term. Likewise, and most especially, surprisingly so, dia feronta, meaning excellence. Actually, this phrase used earlier by Paul in Romans 2 and 18, accept and affirm what is excellent means something like test what is different, know and understand what lasts, what matters, what counts, what works. We have no reason, no reason to apologize for a commitment to excellence, certainly in the university, especially, or more so, in the church. It's here, in the Scripture, in Holy Writ. Love, yes, by approving, reach to that top ledge, that which is excellent. Oh, we don't expect these terms. It's like being before that precipice. It's like being on the edge. It's like being at the facade of that wall. You are engaged Marsh Chapel now in a full ministry, and many of you have found and named and claimed your work among us as examples, not comprehensive and not exclusive, We name many in the bulletin who are involved in worship and in leadership and in music and in ministry and in hospitality here. So one will guide by giving and another will lead by offering the Lord's Supper. And yet another will open doors of hospitality and giving. And yet another will take photographs and another send cards and another visit. And where is the connection? between your emerging faith and the emerging ministry of this congregation. Friends, we recognize as we come to the Lord's table that we have been climbing together and we're practicing so our hands are chapped to some degree and our muscles are sore to some degree and our torso is tired to some degree. Ah, it's good to lean back. Thank goodness there's someone with that safety rope and a spotter as well. We're ready for refreshment, for renewal, for cleansing. We're ready for the Lord's Supper together. But we recognize that Philippians recited will come alive truly and only this week in the way you live. In other words, the Word of God will mean something to your neighbor only as she sees from her front porch the way you speak and act. Your office staff will understand approving what is excellent only this week by what you say and what you do not say, by the way you say something and the way you don't say something. Your students, your teachers, that is colleagues together, will know something about the reach for excellence itself only through what manner of discourse you are able to offer them. And your family will know something of love through your offering of knowledge and discernment and your capacity for excellence, in other words, The recitation of Philippians, given here, is really yours to live. That is, I've done what I could for you. You know where I am. You know who I am. You had your chance. Philippians recited is you together this week. Let us learn and listen in love. Amen.
4: peace of the Lord be always with you. Greetings this morning here at 735 Commonwealth Avenue Marsh Chapel at Boston University. We offer a few welcome and announcements this morning. I would encourage you to please fill out the ritual of friendship, i.e. the red pads at the end of each row, so that we can get to know one another. We invite those who attend regularly to fill it out each week. We would invite you also to join us following the service for a luncheon at Barristers Hall next door in the School of Law um, following this service. Following that will be an ice cream social on the BU beach from 1 to 4 p.m. this afternoon. Drop by, greet one another, and I would strongly encourage you to greet one of our new associate chaplains who are on staff this year. This week, we turn to our regular schedule of activities here at Marsh Chapel. I would encourage you to see them listed in your bulletin and on the Marsh Chapel website, bu.edu chapel. Specially raising up this week, on Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. Tezé prayer, there is a special flyer in your bulletin. Those of you who may be going camping with us this weekend, come, uh, please do sign up on the sign-up list in the Narthex. Our first edition of our fall of the newsletter Common Ground is out. It went out by email and is available on the website. You can sign up to receive the email also on our website. Our fall term book is now available. It came encapsulating your bulletin this morning, and they are available detailing our entire Marsh Chapel program for the fall term. I turn now to our choir master, Dr. Scott Allen Jarrett, for a message from the choir.
5: Good morning and welcome. And to our newest members of the Chapel Choir. And uh, in welcoming them, I invite any interested folks to join us on this Thursday night or next Thursday in the six o'clock hour uh, if you're interested to audition for the Chapel Choir. You can see one of the managers or me or Justin after the service if you'd like or at lunch in Barrister's Hall. Some months ago, sharing a meal, our choral scholars were remarking that. Collectively, they represented the cast of Rossini's Cenerentola, and they plotted then to undertake a performance of Rossini's uh, opera, and they are doing it this Saturday. There are flyers around, but I wanted to give special note about that performance uh, and to invite you to attend. Tickets are available at the door for a modest fee, and uh, they have put this on together. They're being conducted by uh, Dr. Michelle Alexander was on our staff here at Boston University and uh, have a good week together and members of the Chapel Choir are also singing in the chorus. Who else is singing? The Choral Scholars. Rossini's <laughs> are this Saturday at 8 p.m. here. Now walk in love
4: as Christ loved us, an offering and sacrifice to God.
0: Among us, for thy love that surrounds us, we give thee thanks, dear God. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray. Amen. Beloved, I invite you to join together with me in our litany of ministry for matriculation Sunday. People of God, will you praise God who creates you by following in the way of Christ in the year to come? Living lives of prayer and presence, generosity and service in the power of the Spirit? With With God's help, Chaplain for Community Life, Chapel, Ministry, and Marsh Associates, will you minister among this university community and offer the best of yourselves in heart and service and discipleship to Christ in the embrace of the Holy Spirit? With With God's help, we will grow in ministry and the partnership of the gospel hospitality and support team, will you guide us to excel in our ministry of welcome, to watch over one another in love, and to shine forth as a model of graceful communication with God's help we will welcome our neighbors in love as Christ first loved us. Musical leaders, soloists and choristers, will you teach by precept and example that one who sings praise twice, qui cantat bis orat, and so prepare us to sing God's praise on earth as in heaven?
1: We offer our God-given gifts
0: Ushers, sacristan, advisory board members, chapter members, will you offer gifts of insight and imagination, passion and commitment to those whom you serve? With God's help, we will discern God's spirit in our midst. People of God, will you support these and others in ministry by your prayers and assistance? As God gives life and breath, we will celebrate the gift of life with every breath. who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the
1: Forgive us, we pray,
0: free us us for joyful obedience, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, that proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. And also with you. made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Amen. and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. When the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. On the night in which he was betrayed, he took bread, he gave thanks to you, he broke the bread, he gave it to his disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was ended, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sin. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, of these your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Died, is risen, Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, grape juice to my right, wine, please come down the center aisle, returning to the side by the side aisle. If you need to be served in the pew, please speak to an usher, and we are happy to do so.